You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. We want, I wanted to, I'm Nikki, one of the pastors here at Revive. If I don't know you, nice to meet you. So glad you're here. Um, one quick announcement that I have is that we have been feeling like we should do a corporate fast. And so we would love for you to join us. Obviously, that's, you know, up to you and Jesus. Pray into it. Ask him what that looks like for you. It's going to start January 1st. And then we're going to break our fast on the 30th. So it's going to be a 30-day fast. Okay? Um, We just just ask that you just pray into it with Jesus and just do what he says to do. Right? It doesn't have to look a certain way. It's just what he says. So um, to give you an example, sometimes, most of the time, I personally feel like God asked me to do social media, TV, fast because that's what I spend most that's what distracts me most (laughs) and and so sometimes I don't do a food fast at all so it's just whatever it looks like for you whatever Jesus says to you that's what we want you to do but it is going to be 30 days you can break it up you could do one week one thing another week another a couple days here a couple days there whatever it looks like for you whatever Jesus is saying but we would love for you to do this with us this is what we feel like God is saying for our body right now Um, again, January 1st to January 30th. And then on the 30th, I think we're going to break our fast together because it actually falls on a Sunday. So um, we're going to do like a cookout or like a pitch in that day. And so uh, we will, if you're doing a food fast, you make sure you want to ease into that. Maybe just start with some broth that day. (laughs) Um, um, So it'll be interesting (laughs) because we are doing a chili cook-off that day. That was just already on the calendar. So we didn't plan that. Yes, and January 1st, to start our fast together at 5 p.m., we're going to do prayer together here at the church. So mark your calendar if you are going to join us January 1st here at 5 p.m. Um, Saturday, yes. So, okay, everybody got it? If you guys have any other questions, just let us know, okay? Excited about what God's going to do. Um, so I am not one to you know, have, do the traditional church thing always. (laughs) I tend to book up against that. I just like to do what Jesus says to do. And so I, I, um, you know, the day after Christmas, I'm like, do I have to have a Christmas message? I don't really want to do that, you know, and um, wasn't planning on doing that. And then here we are. Jesus wanted to a little bit, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll just do whatever you want to do. So, um, That's kind of like what I've always gone by when I'm teaching is just simply do what Jesus is doing, say what he's saying. And I feel like I'm making it up a lot, but it always just ends up being the right thing. (laughs) It's just all him. So um, I really wanted to talk about Emmanuel, God with us. Um, I'm going to be reading out of Matthew 1. 
New King James Version. So if you want to turn to me, turn with me to Matthew 1. I'm going to start in verse, um, let's see, 20. So this is when the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph um, to announce Jesus. I love this perspective because it's like heaven is announcing who God is. Like, what is heaven saying about our Savior, our King, right? We can, we can gain a lot of revelation by what heaven is saying about what is happening right now. Um, so, verse 20, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to marry your wife, for that which is conceived in her is... That's Yeshua meaning Jehovah, God, I am, Savior, Deliverer, Rescuer, right? Heaven is saying, this is who your wife is pregnant with, God, Savior, right? Savior, I am Savior. I am Deliverer. <laughs> For he will save, that word save is sozo, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Wholeness, not just save you, for, save you to get you to heaven. It's save you whole. Sozo, fullness, mind, body, soul, spirit, wholeness, the whole package. This is what he will do. He's come, right? He will save his people from their sins. Verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet Isaiah, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Emmanuel not only means God is with us, it means God became one of us. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I was looking this up. I'm like, whoa. God became one of us. <laughs> God, God, I am beginning and end, God of the universe who created everything, the heavens and the earth formed us in our mother's wombs, holds everything together. Without him, everything would be a vapor in the wind, dust. Nothing, he holds everything together. Without him, everything would vanish. The earth, the galaxies would just, poof, be gone. He became man, became one of us. I mean, the revelation in this is just insane. You know, in biblical Hebrew names, they often, so biblical Hebrew names often described the attributes of a person, the character of a person, and described their destiny. So Emmanuel, God became one of us, God is with us. That is who he is. That's his character. 
That's his character. That's his nature. That's who he is. Yeshua, Savior, Deliver. This is who he is. All the names of God, right? There's, so, there's more names of God. There's so many. They describe who he is. They tell us something about our God. So when Jesus was introduced by heaven, heaven was declaring who our God is. He's saying, hey, this is who I am. Hello. Let's introduce him. This is who he is. And this is what's going to happen. Right? He's given us some insight here. Yeshua. I am Savior. Wholeness. Rescuer, deliverer. I am with you. So much so that I became one of you. The Christmas story is who God is, and it's our reality as his kids, as his bride, as his friends. This story is about him, but it's also about us. Because anytime that we learn who God is, we learn who we are. Because we are in relationship with him. Everything about him reflects who we are. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? So with that being said, let's go to Philippians 2. Let's just keep the ball rolling here. Philippians 2, I'm going to start in verse 7. Also describing who God is. Okay, I'm going to start in verse 5, sorry. Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you. Let, let, let yourself have this same thinking. Let yourself have this same understanding, is what he's telling us, okay? Which was also in Christ Jesus. Being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. The Passion Translation says he emptied himself. Emptied himself. God of the universe, Alpha Omega, beginning in, who's holding all of this together. Without him, again, nothing. Everything would vanish. He emptied himself, put himself inside the womb of a woman. The most helpless, dependent type of human, an unborn baby. Anybody getting any of this? Unborn children, okay? <laughs> he was born completely dependent to even be born, <laughs> live, be nurtured by a mother, be cared for by a father. You get it? Let me keep reading. And being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, those of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth. <laughs> Come on. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, who is God, empties himself and becomes one of us, Emmanuel. Lived his life, 
lived his life. He lived the human life, just like the rest of us. He lived the life. Served people. Ultimate humility was crucified by his own people, rejected by his own. Loved perfectly. Perfect connection with the Father. Loved people perfectly. Beat down emotionally, physically, mentally. You know, we read in the Bible that he, he, he sweat drops of blood. Rejected, crucified, actually being God and going through this, right? Emptied himself and went through this choosing it. He, he, he wasn't strong-armed into this. He chose this. Everything he did was for us by his own choice. So we could be with him forever, Emmanuel. So that he could say, look, I've been there. I was one of you. I endured this thing just like you. I went through process, just like you. <laughs> Wholeness is what he came for. Wholeness, mind, body, soul, and spirit. He's never just been the type of God to just get quickly to the end of something. He can if he wants. He, we've seen him transform people in seconds, but he is a God of process. He himself lived the process of the human life. Why? So that he could, be, he could say, I've been there. I, I literally came down, emptied myself, became human so that I could relate to everything you're going through so that I could be in this with you so that you never have to do this alone ever again. Right? A God who cares so much about our heart, so much about the whole picture of wholeness, the parts we don't see. the whole thing. So when I'm feeling the pressures of life, when I'm feeling at the end of myself, when I'm a mess, when I don't understand, when I'm just going through it, right? He can be like, hey, I'm Emmanuel. I've been there. I, I, I really think sometimes we believe that like what we've gone through, Jesus can't relate to. And that's just an absolute lie. If we think that the wounds that we are facing, the things, the trials, the, th the pain and the suffering that we're going through is worse than the wounds of Jesus, then we are believing a lie. Are we exalting our suffering above the suffering of Jesus? Yeah. Whoa. Woe be it to me that I do that. He is Emmanuel. God became one of us, endured more than we will ever imagine, so that he, because of his love, because of his love for us, so that he could say, I've been there, and I'm with you in this. You'll never have to be alone ever again. It's all about relationship. It's all about communion. We wouldn't be able to have relationship with God like that otherwise. We would just be little robots running around doing what he says to do with no relationship, no connection. 
it just blows my mind. I don't fully understand it, and that's okay. (laughs) He does. There is nothing he can't understand because he is Emmanuel. There is nothing he can't handle about us because he's here. There's nothing he's afraid of inside of us because he's here. There's nothing that he is too messy for him or too impossible for him because he's already endured it all for us and already had the victory, and he's here. And he is our promise. He is our reward. He is healing. He is the God of the universe. He himself is healing. He is our reward is what I'm trying to say. He is everything. And we have him. Emmanuel, you know, most of our process in our journey with God, it is really complicated. Remember that word that you got, Owen, um, when, you know, 10 years ago, well, like 13 years ago now when we were praying? No, I don't know, just years and years ago, probably like 13 years ago, we were praying to have a baby, we wanted to have a baby so bad, we were just, ah, that was probably like our biggest, hardest thing we've been through, you know, and man, it was just tough. It just, um, and, and, and we were just praying, Jesus, give us the desires of our heart, blah, blah, blah. You know, we were praying for the breakthrough, if you will. And God came to Owen in a dream. It sounds really, really spiritual, but it really wasn't that spiritual. It was just, you know, God was talking to him. And, uh, um, he said, you know, it's complicated. It will happen soon. I am going to do this, but it's complicated. Remember that? He said, it's complicated. And we're like, what does that mean? Just give us the baby, you know? Just do it. What are you talking about? It's complicated. Just do it. You know, it's complicated. We don't see the whole picture. We think we, under, we know why things are happening or why they're not. We think it's just so black and white. We think we can see it all. And, we're just, and by that, we're just saying, you know, we're bringing this big God down to the level of our little finite understanding in mind. And it's just craziness. I mean, I've done it. I'm, there's no condemnation. I've been there. I'm, I'm there all the time. So hear me when I say this is, I can relate, okay? We don't, we see in part. He sees the whole thing. Let's just let him be God. Do what he wants to do. He is a God of mind, body, soul, and spirit healing. You know, to think we can understand all the ways of God is ludicrous. It's absolute craziness. Yet he reveals secrets and mysteries to us because we're his friends. It's like he reveals what he wants to reveal, and he doesn't, and he keeps mystery what needs to be mystery. And why? I don't know. Probably because there's a revelation I'm not getting, right? A picture I'm not seeing. But how easily we find this need to just, like, understand it all and think we know it all. It comes out in the way we process externally the things we say. It comes out in the, um, the explanations we give ourselves about why things are or aren't happening. <laughs> why don't we just let him be God? Why don't we just let him be with us through the process and stop trying to do it on our own? I think the absolute worst thing we can do as Christians I don't know it all, but right now, over the course of my life, this is what I have seen in myself, okay? That the worst thing I can do in this life is try to do this on my own. That's the absolute opposite of wisdom. 
Absolute opposite. <laughs> Absolute opposite is try to figure it out. Make it happen. Don't make it happen. It's not your job. Yeah. It, it, he, he wants to do this thing with us. And in and, and the few times in my life when I was praying for something to happen and breakthrough to happen, often it came after I surrendered and just let him do what he wanted to do instead of what I was trying to make happen. I mean, we can even take prophetic words and we can try to make them happen. That's ludicrous. We don't see the whole picture. We put even our dreams and our desires and our calling in a box and say, well, this is what it must look like. And any other thing, that must, that's not God. That's not what it's supposed to look like. That's not God. Like, you don't even see anything. I mean, some people's prophetic words don't come to pass for like 40 years, and they don't often look like what they thought it was going to look like. Sometimes our prophetic words are for the next generation. They're not even for us because God is a God of legacy. So why don't we just rest and let him do what he wants to do? Is this making sense? I'm just talking about my own process. This is all like I am learning this about myself. There's no condemnation if that's you. I hear my heart like I am still in process too. We all are, you know. Just let me get to that later. You'll see all the messiness. I'll let you see it. I made my point with that one. I, I really try to just, I've really felt like it's just wisdom to just renew my mind and my thoughts to this, John 10, 10. God is good. I don't get anything else. I don't know. But I won't let things tell me differently about who he says he is in the word. Like, that's craziness. If he's saying he's Emmanuel, if he's saying he's good in John 10, 10, he says, I come to give you life and life abundant. I'm good. I'm love. The thief is the one who's coming just to destroy you. He's saying, look, this is very clear who I am. So if any other circumstance of life is trying to make me think he's different than that, then I better renew that tr to truth. Because how can I surrender and trust a God? Or why am I even serving a God that I think is causing terrible things to happen to me and trying to just, he's trying to destroy me and withhold from me? And Like, why would you even serve a God if that's who you think he is? I've been there. I did that. I know how easy it is to get into that pattern of thinking. We, we, we. We take our circumstances and what is not happening and what is happening, and then we come to conclusions about who he is and what's truth, and we just need to not. We just need to say, I don't get it, but I'm going to believe. We're called believers because all we really have to do is believe. The practical application to everything is just believe what this says. That's it. Believe the truth. And you know what? Even to believe the truth, it takes faith and grace. I can't even do that on my own. Jesus, help me in my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief, right? <laughs> so it's okay if you're even unbelieving. It's just help my unbelief, God. I mean, even that is a, is a statement of reliance upon him and dependence upon him, right? It's not even in our own strength to believe. 
What if we just laid aside everything and saw, instead of making things happen and just let him be Emmanuel, God with us, right in the middle of it. That song, right in the middle of it, right in the middle, that's where you'll be found. He's right in the middle. Would we, would we allow him to come be right in the middle of our process, in our mess, in the hard stuff, in the mountaintop seasons when we think we don't need him because everything's going great? Been there, right? In every part, would we let him come and be the, in the middle of it? See, a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm messy, I want to push people away and say, I don't want you to see that because I don't have it together and I don't want, they might leave if they see how messy I am. Right? So we say things like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's good here. It's fine. No, it's not fine. What if we're just honest? It's okay. It's okay to be honest and just say, Jesus, I'm not okay, but you're here. You're good. Or to each other, hey, I'm not okay, but you're here. Thanks for being here. And let each other know, hey, we're not going anywhere just because you're a mess. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to be in this with you. You're not alone. Emmanuel, God is with me. He became one of us. He knows he truly knows what we're going through. There is something beautiful to be experienced with him, no matter what we're going through. Yes, even in the pain. In our deepest, darkest moments, in our inadequacies, in our failures, in our mess, when we've come, whatever it is, there's something beautiful to be experienced with Jesus in that place. Something that we'll never be able to experience when we're on the mountaintop. Is that why it's happening? No, I don't say that because I don't know. <laughs> I, ref I don't say this is why this is happening anymore because I'm not God. I don't know everything, right? And it's healthy for us not to do that. Just let me give you that from experience of doing the opposite. It's just not healthy to do that. It's just healthy just to say, Jesus, or God, I let you be God. I let you reveal what you, you want to reveal because you see the whole picture. You know me more than I know myself. You know my situation more than I know what's happening. I'm going to rely on you. I'm just going to trust you. Does that make sense? There's something beautiful to be experienced when we just let him in the middle of where we are, no matter what it is. And you hear testimonies of people going through really, really hard stuff, and they say, and they, the testimony is that God's here, and this is what was happening. God was here. It wasn't always the testimony of, and God took me out of it and snapped it away. It was sometimes just the beautiful experience of God with me in it. I don't know why he doesn't always snap it away. Sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. Like I said, he just does what he does because he sees the whole picture and we don't. So maybe we could just surrender to him 
And wisdom looks like just, Jesus, I allow you into, because it's our choice to allow him in. It's our choice. And, and then it's like, well, how do I do that? Okay, I want to do that. How do I do that? I don't know. You just kind of, it's like a heart posture of just, Jesus, I let you do this. Help me. You know, just say it out loud. I, I invite you in. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. If I don't hear him say anything, then that's okay. Then just don't do anything. Literally, we've lived our life like this. We, not, not always getting it perfectly, but we have always just said, okay, you know, we'll just do what you say because that's wisdom and we don't know it all, but you do so and we trust you. So we'll just do what you say, God. And if I don't hear anything, then I just won't do anything because remember I said the worst thing you can do is try to make it happen on your own. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just, just rest. Let him do it. If he tells you to do it, do it. If you can't, if you don't know what you're hearing, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. Find people who love you, who hear from Jesus, and ask them to pray into it. Why do we try to do things on our own when we have each other? Why? Why are we trying to figure this out? Why don't we surround ourselves with truth tellers to tell us, hey, I think I'm hearing something different. Take it as you will with you and Jesus, but thank you, because I didn't, I mean, how many times have I gotten it wrong, and I've had people in my life say, I'm hearing something different. Okay, and I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I trust you. I trust who God has placed in my life. <laughs> it's like, why do we try to do things on our own? I just don't, it doesn't, it's, it's outside of wisdom. It's outside of wisdom to do that. I kind of got off on a tangent there. He's with us. He wants us to invite him into our process, even the ugly stuff. He doesn't see us and be like, okay. He's not inconvenienced by our mess. Like, I'm inconvenienced by my kids sometimes. They're messy, and they're out of control, and they're making a mess, and I don't like my house messy. I like my house in order. I like to have cute little Instagram pictures that I post of my house looking white and beautiful, and the reality is it just doesn't look like that all the time. And But I don't post that, of course, because I want you guys to see how it looks so cute, you know? But, I, you know, my kids are messy, and... And sometimes, to be honest, I'm inconvenienced by them. I'm like, well, you guys are a mess, and you're inconveniencing me, and I don't want to play Peppa Pig with you 100 times a day. I would rather go do something else, you know? But Jesus isn't, God isn't like that with us. He's a perfect father. He's not inconvenienced by our mess. It's a joy and a privilege. He literally emptied himself to become man so that he could be with us, even in the mess. In the process, he's not inconvenienced by it. He gave up everything to be that for us. He's not inconvenienced by it. He wants to, us to invite him into the place we're at right now. What if this is how he gets his, what if this is how he gets his full reward through my life? Not me having a big ministry. Not me attaining to going to the nations. Not me standing in front of thousands of people and people getting saved. Hear what I'm saying? What if how he gets his full reward through my life is just letting him be in it with me, whatever it looks like? Even if I don't go to the nations. Even if I don't have my dreams and desires met. Even if I don't win thousands of people to Jesus. 
even if I don't travel and have this big ministry and all my prophetic words? What if it's just about inviting him into where I am right now? I'm just asking the question. What if we just knew him right now in this place? Man, this week has been very hard for me. <laughs> Where's the Kleenexes? It, it has just been difficult. It's been a weird week. It's been emotional. It's been, um, you know, a spiritual tug of war in the mind. It's been emotional instability, relational refinement. It's just been weird, okay? You know? Okay? And I just feel like I don't have it together. Yeah, I do. I feel like I'm a mess sometimes because I'm in process, I'm in refinement, just like all of you. I'm a normal human, you know? I go through things. And then I have to preach a sermon on Sunday. And I feel this need, like, how could I preach? What do I have to give? I'm just a mess, you know? I don't even know myself. I don't feel like I know anything. The more I find out about who God is, the less I know. You know? And I don't have anything to give. That's how I felt. That isn't the truth. Our feelings lie to us. But it is was very real of how I felt. And it's just been, you know, when you get in that place, sometimes your mind gets cloudy. You can't think clearly. You can't. Another reason you need people to tell you the truth. And I finally just lost it. I think it was like Friday night. Friday. I lost it. I just started bawling my eyes out. And with I was sitting in the sunroom talking to Owen, and I just lost it. And Stokely comes in, and he says, Mommy, you're not left out. You're not left out, Mommy. And he starts to hug me, and he comes, and he sits on my lap. And it's just like this God walked into the room and just gave me this revelation of like, you're not in this alone. I'm right here. I'm not afraid of your tears. I'm not afraid of your mess. I'm not afraid of all this stuff. I'm here. You're not left out of it. He's not interested in taking, this is what I heard him say to me. I'm not interested in taking you out of this and snapping you out of this and making you feel better. I'm interested in being in this with you. Let's just do this together. Can we just do this together? I'm interested in walking with you through this thing. I died for you to make myself one with you, to become one of you. I am Emmanuel because I want to be in this with you. I don't want you to have to do it on your own. You'll never have to do it on your own ever again. You don't know it all. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together. But I do want to do you to be with me in this. So I don't know what you guys are going through. I don't know where you are. I don't know what process you're in with Jesus. But I know that we're all in process. So don't compare yourself to one. Don't let's not compare ourselves to each other. Whether you've known Jesus for one day, zero days, a hundred and million days, whatever. Whatever you are in your process with Jesus, we don't measure. We don't measure. 
That, that's, that's not kingdom. We're just in it with him, wherever it is. It's okay. And we're going to be in refinement forever because we're always, he's always growing us more into the likeness of him and more into love and more into deeper roots and relationship with him. It's about relationship. It's not about getting it all right. He's interested in a heart connection. He's not interested in us living this thing out perfectly. So how do I do this? I was like, I got to give them a how because they're going to want a how. To do, what do I do? What do I do? Because that's how I am. What do I do? Okay, tell me. What do I do? Stop trying to figure it out. That's the only thing I could come up with. <laughs> Stop trying to figure it out. Stop striving to make it happen. Just be with him. If he says, G, maybe it's just as simple as saying, I just let you lead me. I just want to be with you, Jesus. I'm just going to experience you in this moment right now. I'm going to let you into the middle of this. If you tell me to do something, I'll do it. If you don't tell me to do anything, I won't do it. If I don't, I'm not hearing clearly, I'll reach out to people in my life to pray into it for wisdom. Okay? That's the only how-to I could come up with. Because it's a heart posture. What if we just started thanking him for who he is? Instead of making all our prayers about, I need this thing to happen, and if it's never going to happen, I'm never going to be okay with you, God. What if we just start thanking him for who he is right now in the midst of this with us? Because he's good. He's here. He's for us. That's his nature. He can literally not be, he can't not, not be for us. It's, it's who he is. He can't not be like on our side, wanting everything to be beautiful and life abundant. That's just not his nature. He can't even not be love. He can't. There's no darkness in him. Not an ounce, not a drop. If there's darkness, it's not from him. But he does drive away the darkness, he himself. So what I want you guys to do is I want to do an activation. I want to us to meet him right now, okay? Because... That's what this is all about. It's about you and him. It's not about what I have to say. It's about you and him. So if you guys could just stand with me. And would you just, just kind of follow my lead for a second? Do you trust me? I just want you guys to close your eyes. I want you to picture Yeshua standing in front of you. Jesus, Savior, Deliverer. Whatever, he doesn't have to look like a certain picture. Just, just imagine, let your, imagina your imagination has been, you have the mind of Christ. Your imagination has been sanctified with Jesus, just like the rest of you. And just imagine him standing in front of you. Right here where you are. Maybe you look all beat up and tore up. Maybe you look tired. Maybe you look sad. Maybe you look hurt. Maybe this is just you've come to the end of it. You don't know what else to do. Just imagine what you look like. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you're lost. Maybe you're oppressed. 
whatever it is, he's right there. He's not afraid of it, you. Imagine him standing in front of you. Ask him the truth. Ask him what he thinks of you right here. What he thinks of all this. Maybe he's doing something. You see him hug you. Just invite him in. Say, would you come be with me in this place? I don't think he's running away. (laughs) Is he coming closer? Jesus, would you just come and meet us in the place that we're at right now? Just imagine yourself telling him, I invite you in this with me. I lean into you. I'm tired of doing this alone. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go, but I have you. What does he say? What does he do? Thank you, Jesus, for revealing yourself to your lovely kids, to your bride. Do you see him? Look at his eyes. He's got eyes of love and acceptance. He wants to heal every hurt, every wound that was never supposed to hurt you, was never supposed to be, it was never intended for you. None of that pain, none of that hurt was ever intended for you. No good father would ever, ever put their stamp of approval on that happening to you. But he is right here, just loving you. Thank you, Jesus. Ask him what the fear is. What's the root of what's the root fear that you're believing? What's the fear? What are you afraid of? We're all just afraid of something. <laughs> We're all just afraid of something. What is it? Jesus, what am I afraid of? Oftentimes, it's just the first thought that comes in my head when I ask him a question. What's the first thought? It's just real easy to hear him. We make it hard. Some people are more inclined just to see pictures in their mind. Some people are more inclined to feel something. Feel and embrace. Feel love. Feel peace. Thank you, God, for activating how we communicate with you in this moment. How we hear from our perfect Father. God, you're so good. If he exposed a fear you're believing or a root of a fear, ask him, what's the truth? What does he think? What's the truth? Jesus, replace that lie with truth. When you hear the truth, I want you to say it out loud. It can be a whisper, so you don't, you don't have to, like, shout it. If you want to, you can. We're free here. But just say it out loud with, like, put it on your lips, even if it's very, very quiet so your neighbor can't hear. Just say the, say the truth out loud. 
There's power in our words. There's power in releasing it out. What's the truth? What's the truth that Jesus is speaking over you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you're not far away, God. Thank you, Jesus. I just bless what you're doing, God. I just bless what you're doing. Thank you for heart health. Thank you for wholeness. Thank you for darkness being driven away right now in your presence. Thank you for oppression leaving. Thank you for darkness losing its grip upon the hearts and the minds of people right now. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. (laughs) Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your love. Thank you that your love is relentless for us. You will not leave us feeling empty and alone and broken for long. You are a God of freedom and victory. Thank you, Jesus. Can you feel his presence? Can you feel the tingles? Can you feel the heat and the coolness? That's God. His presence is here. You're not making it up. He's closer than your skin. He loves you. Can you feel, I just thank you, Jesus, for your, the awareness of your presence just increasing right now. Just be free, let go. If you feel like you need to get on your face, that's okay. If you feel like you want to lay down, that's okay. If you feel like you want to cry, just release it. Let him do what he wants to do. It's time to be free. It's time to let go. If you feel like you want to dance upon that disappointment, if you feel like you want to jump for joy, even in the midst of heartache, if you feel like you don't have anything left to give, maybe you just should shout it out. Release it out. Thank you, Jesus. We just give it to you, God. We're tired of doing this alone. We want to lean into you. Thank you that you're the kind of God that would empty himself to become one of us so that we don't have to do this alone. So that we don't have to suffer alone, so that we can know where to go, that you're the light unto our path. You show us where the light is. You are the light. You are our reward. You are our promise. You are our fulfillment. You are our satisfaction. Not in the prayer getting answered. You. You are our fulfillment. We lock eyes with you, the one true God. We lock eyes with love. We let you hold us. We let you tell us that you love us. We let you tell us that it's going to be okay, that you're not going anywhere, that we don't have to be alone any longer. We let you tell us that we're your kids and you're ecstatic about us. You're happy. You're not disappointed. You're not inconvenienced by us. Just let it out. Let him speak life over you. Just lean into his chest. Imagine your big Papa Bear dad just holding you like Papa Joe holds us. Just put your head against his chest. Let him speak love into your ears. My baby girl, my baby boy, you can't mess this up. You can't mess this up. I'm here with you. I'm here with you. I've never forsaken you. I've never withhold any good thing from you ever. No matter what you see, it's not what I see. Would you trust me? Would you let go? Would you surrender it? 
Stop holding on to it. It's not working for you anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Just let him hold you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're in a safe place. Just be just be with him. You're in a safe place. You be free to be with you and Jesus. Take your time. It's okay. You're not going to scare us away. Press in. Press in. Press in. Don't miss this moment with him. We experience him by faith. You may not feel anything. That's okay. You're receiving by faith. You're believing that you're receiving something. You're believing that he's doing something right now. Even if you don't see anything, hear anything, or feel anything. You're, you're, he's doing something. You believe it. You just say, I believe it. I believe I'm being transformed right now. I believe that you're killing all the lies. That you're redirecting me back to you. I've lost my way. I started doing this on my own again, and I'm just making my way back to you, Jesus. It's about you. It's about me and you. He's the kind of God that wants to give us all the desires of our heart. He wants them more than we want them. He wants them more than we want them. You say, well, then why? I don't know. I know he wants them more than I want them. And I trust him. I'm just going to be with him. I'm just going to rest. It's enough for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you're restoring and you're healing. Thank you, Jesus, that you're restoring and you're healing. Sometimes Jesus will minister to us through one another. Maybe share your fear, that you're, the fear, the root fear that Jesus was. Maybe share it with a friend, a spouse, and then let them tell you the truth. I'm afraid you're going to leave me. Then the other person says, I'm never going to leave you. Look at me in the eyes. I will never leave you. Maybe it's, I'm afraid I'm going to be too messy for you and you're going to walk out. And you need to hear that person say, I'm never going to walk out. Can we be that for each other? Can we tell each other the truth? There's healing that happens that way. Find someone and ask them to tell you the truth. Tell your spouse the truth. My marriage was healed in one day because of that. One day. It was almost destroyed. I don't know who needs to hear this, but it took one truth. I just said, like, this is what I'm afraid of. And Owen said, I'm not going to ever do that. And he said, look, this is what I'm afraid of. And I said, I'm never going to leave you. You've been rejected your whole life, but I'm never going to walk out. And I'm sorry for ever saying that I would. Just tell each other the truth. We can heal one another's hearts. 
marriage is powerful. We are one. We have the power to heal one another through Jesus. We can be a sister, a brother, a mother, a father to one another. You need a mama, find a mama. Let someone mama you in the moment. You need a father. You haven't had a good father, find a father. Let him father you in a moment. You need a sister, you need a brother, find a sister, a brother to speak over you. We are the body. We're in this together. That was just extra. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. I just bless you guys. If the prayer team wants to come up and pray with people, God bless. If you want to have your moment with Jesus, even more, God bless. I just bless what you're doing, God. Listen, just like he's in it with us, we're in this with you guys. We're in it with you because he's in it with us. We need each other. Are we going to stop trying to do this thing alone? It's not working. It's miserable. Would you let us be there for you? Would you reach out? Would you find someone? It's not always going to be the person up here because that's probably not practical. I can't do that for everyone, but just find whoever God is saying to find. You know, maybe it's this person sitting next to you. We need each other. We're not created to do this alone without him or without each other. I just bless you guys. I'm just going to pray real quick. Jesus, I just thank you for what you're doing. I thank you, God, that you emptied yourself, Jesus, that you became one of us so that we could be with you. We lift your name high above every other name, Jesus. We worship you. We declare that you are the way. You are the truth. You are the light. You are everything that we need. We position our hearts low at your feet. Let you be God. Let you do what you want to do through my life. I surrender it all to you. I say yes to you. I rest in your goodness. I let you lead me. I throw everything else out the window. Thank you for your peace resting upon us right now. We get low. We recognize your presence. We get low and we recognize your presence. Holy are you, God. Holy are you, God. Just bless every person here. Thank you for what you've started. Thank you for the spark that you've started today. I thank you that it turns into a blazing fire of love and wholeness that you've just got the ball rolling and it can't be stopped. Thank you for closing every door, sealing it shut. Every door that needs to be sealed shut is sealed shut in Jesus' name. Thank you for your love replacing every part of the heart today. Thank you for fresh revelation. 
fresh eyes to see what you see, God. We love you guys. We're here for you. We are in this with you. Please let us be. Let us be. It's our joy. It's our privilege. It's our honor. (laughs) You can't easily chase us away. The only way you can do that is if you leave. And if you do, that's fine. We bless you. We're still going to be here. Always here for you. Cheering you on, equipping you, and empowering you to be the amazing person that you are. So if you need prayer, if you need encouragement, these people are here to do that for you. We bless you. Hope you had an amazing Christmas with family. Go in God's goodness. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.org.